Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 11th day of February, 2022. Welcome to Jurassic Park. No, welcome to Friday. Hopefully, you're having Dominion. a good one so far. Uh, hopefully, you haven't been up too long, because that's not okay. But we want you to have a good day to kick off the weekend. Big J, any plans outside of the bowl of supers? Uh, no, not really. I don't, uh, probably just doing some basic chores on Saturday. Basic chores? Yeah. Laundry. Tilling the fields. Oh, I got you. No, no. I got Those you. aren't chores. Those are jobs. I don't know, man. I mean, I grew Tilling up around farms. Everybody called them chores. Chores. Gotta go and do the chores for the morning. But, I mean, being a farmer was their job. They just, uh, they just kind of separated some stuff out. To you, chores is laundry. And what else? Cleaning Did- up. Cleaning up. Giving it a good once over? Yeah. With a Clorox wipe or two? Huh? Pretty much. Or Lysol? No Lysol. Don't like it. Combination of different different concocted chemicals. A self-made cleaning solution, Big J? Is that what we're talking about No, here? not self-made. Something we could actually package and put on the shelves? It's, uh, it's available through Pampered Chef. Thank oh, you. I see. Oh, really? For real? They sell cleaning no. stuff? <laughs> Are you still doing the pamper chest? Barely. <laughs> Does uh, I can't remember. Did you make like a super commitment to it? Like when no. you sign up and, no. and buy it, do you have to sell like a certain amount of stuff? You do. Okay, and you're not doing that clearly, per month. Right? Yeah, you, you, and then you'll lose your consultant, uh, which you know cuts you out of discounts and things like that. Okay. Do they so like this, send you like warnings? Like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. So this month, I have to. Uh, I have to sell $150 worth of commission sales. And on average, how much do you sell a month? But it depends on how hard you work it. I mean, I, I started the Pampered Chef thing at the same time I started, you know, working with the Alzheimer's Association. Right. And the, so I just don't have time to put into that. And so I, I've barely done anything. And, no, I and get so, it. Yeah, I, I understand why. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, like, how deep are you into this thing where, like, how far you're committed? Because it's very no, clear you don't no, want to do there's it. There's no commitment like I have to... They don't send you like a bunch of stuff every month. It's not like I'm going to get sued or I have to pay the money or anything like that. (laughs) Right. Good. Good. Uh, I just didn't want you to get railroaded by a a company. It's not like they take me out and shoot me. Well, you know, there's a couple of things I've heard about Pampered Chef. They rough you up a bit, I understand. They pull up in their chef's outfits and they knock on your door and they come in and they start (laughs) working you over. Like, we'd like to host a party in here. You haven't sold any muffin pans! (laughs) Today on the show, we got some Dead Sarah tickets to give away. That's going to happen because that show is a little over a week away at this point, which we are very excited for. We also will have another shot at an Idaho Lottery Valentine's Day prize package, courtesy of the dating game at 915 today. Should be a good one. We'll have plenty of Super Bowl talk, of course, but we also play music. Let's start with the Beastie Boys on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I know this isn't your scene, so I'm going to explain it to you the best I can. About seven years ago or so, the state of Oregon legalized marijuana. You understand? Okay. And so if you are unfamiliar with how that works, that means that you can purchase legally through places called dispensaries (laughs) marijuana. Uh You understand? Yeah. 
And uh, by leaps and bounds, the leader for cannabis sales in the state of Oregon has been the city of Ontario. Specifically the county, Melbourne County. I can't imagine why. Uh, It's way there in the corner. Right, right. And uh, if you are an Idaho resident, you better hope the state of Oregon doesn't feel about people coming into their state like we feel about people coming in our state from other places. Because uh, if it's up to a couple of lawmakers there in Oregon, it's going to cost you a little bit more money to make your trip to Ontario, if you understand what I'm saying. Like an Idaho tax? Yeah, almost exactly. In this particular county, they want to raise the taxes on marijuana sales because they are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else, and they know the fact that that's coming their way because a bunch of people are coming over from Idaho. <laughs> they know They know those idiots don't have any other choice in, uh, to, to do their legal thing. In several studies, uh, they have found that about 90% of all marijuana sales in Ontario come from Idaho. So that's a lot. It's crazy. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, it's, yeah. it's right over the border. It's 30 minutes away, et cetera, et cetera. And so they want to raise the taxes on marijuana from 3%, which is where it's at currently, all the way up to 10%. Uh, That's the idea behind them raising taxes and basically in this county making it possible. I mean, listen, you know that they're spinning it in the way of going, hey, listen, because of all the people coming from Idaho, the roads are getting beat up a little bit more. There's a lot more traffic. And so that's what they're saying they want to use the extra taxes for road repairs and all this other kind of stuff. But they're definitely leaning on the high volumes of sales to Idahoans as the kind of selling point like hey you know if we're going to tax somebody at least we're taxing people that are coming in that don't live here right and we're still we're taking even more of their money to do whatever it is that we want to do with it so we'll see it has to go through a vote uh coming up here in a couple of months it's going to be on the ballot and the uh the voters there in ontario and the county need to vote for it before it takes the next step so uh you have to if you want to you know, save some money. You're going to have to lean on people that you know in Ontario. Tell them to go out to the polls and vote no on that new tax. But it looks like it might happen. There's a game on Sunday. Love to get your final score prediction, Big J. But I don't want to put you on the spot. So we'll kick it around for a while. And we'll see who you pick to win the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. But it's going to start around 4.30 our time. That's when kickoff is going to happen. And you've got It'll the, end at 10. Yeah, you'll have the not. Well, don't forget the 18-hour pregame show as well leading up to the kickoff but you can uh, I guess enjoy as much football as you want this weekend because it's going to be nothing but for the first time ever it's also on a streaming service that would be Peacock uh, you have to sign up for $4.99 a month but uh, $5 for the Super Bowl if you don't have access to over the air might not be that bad of an investment Peacock we'll see how it does with how many people actually stream the Super Bowl because this is the first time ever you have that option lots of sports news we'll get to throughout the course of the show today But we'll wrap it up for the important stuff this hour with an article that came out in BuzzFeed that says, Big J, Dr. Phil's kind of an a-hole. He might be difficult to work with. About a dozen current and former employees of the Dr. Phil show say it is a pretty toxic place to work. Dr. Phil's getting the Ellen treatment here. Basically, the workers were forced to perpetuate racist stereotypes on the show. They were told to prevent mentally ill guests from taking their medication to make it for a better show. And they endured verbal abuse from the star. Uh, I wish I could say I was shocked, but I'm not really that much. Uh, It seems like a guy that screams on TV at people and treats them like garbage would probably do that to other people in his real life, right? Yeah. Not too far of a stretch, I don't think. 
But, uh, of course, there's a, these are all allegations, and nothing has happened officially in stone. Dr. Phil has categorically denied every allegation made in the story, uh, but the 71-year-old talk show host refused to make any real statement on the topic, so this is probably just the beginning of the story. We'll see what happens to the Dr. Phil empire as we move forward, but I'm not really shocked that Dr. Phil's not a very nice guy to work for. <laughs> That is Soundgarden. That is Spoonman here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, I'm going to have you take the survey that a couple of other people across this country have taken and see if you fall in line. Survey says... You understand the Super Bowl is coming up, correct? Yeah. Check one. Uh, What football team do you support the most? The San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Would you give up... Getting it on on Valentine's Day if it confirmed that the San Francisco 49ers would win the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure, I'm married. Okay. Would you give up getting it it on for six months if you could guarantee the 49ers would win the Super Bowl? No, that's dumb. Okay. But one day is okay. Where where does it cross the line from okay to dumb? What's the time? Three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. Well, uh, congratulations, Big J. You have fallen in line with a good, vast majority of football fans across the country. Sports betting site uh, PickWise asked the question of both men and women that support a particular team in the National Football League, and everybody's pretty much on the same page. 64% of men, 63% of women said they would choose the Lombardi Trophy over getting some action in the sack on Valentine's Day, much like Big J did. Then, if you made the time frame grow a little bit longer... It changed. Now, still, men overwhelmingly said, you know, sure, I'll give up sex for six months if my team wins the Super Bowl. Not I get a majority of them, but 48%, which I think is a lot of people. That's insane. 36% of women that consider themselves diehard fans of their team said the same. So, I'm not sure how much sex you'd be willing to give up to have your team win the Super Bowl, but hopefully, if you're a Rams fan or a Bengals fan, you haven't had to do that. But it seems like it's a lot. Also, the, the if whether or not you have sexual relations does not impact a football game in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. I see. In case you're curious, there is no, you know, kind of attachment. It's not like, you know, back in the day where you have to, like, abstain from getting it on on game day or anything like right. that. You're not part of the team. You're all right to do what you're doing. Yeah, and stop saying, using the, the term we when referring to your favorite team. But what if you're an NFL owner? That's different. There's only 32 of them. Thank you very much. Maybe more if you break it up into the groups. Well, excuse me. Uh, I'm an NFL owner. So. Oh, yeah. That's right. Maybe you're part of that scam. That's right. That's right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got some story time courtesy of Big J. That's all on the way on the x Rock. Schism here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Gather around, kids. It's time for Big J to tell us a story. I'm excited. Yeah, we've got uh, up here coming, uh, Nick, on Sunday, the Super Bowl. And uh, among us, I believe I'm the only one to be in a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, 100% true. So, uh, for those of you who might be new to the Treasure Valley, this is something that happened. uh, Super Bowl 40, I think it was the Steelers and the uh, Seattle. That can't be Super Bowl 40. That'd be 16 years ago. XL, whatever XL was. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it was a long time ago. It was that long ago? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 2006. And so, um, you know, old Big J uh, making his way. I think I was doing afternoons here on the X and uh, just, uh, you know, not making a tremendous amount of money. 
Yeah, you're in radio. Not not like now. Big time morning show guy. <laughs> making hundreds of thousands of dollars. No. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got a, a message from somebody that said, hey, they were interested in maybe having me in a commercial on TV, and they were willing to pay me $500. Which is a lot of and DJ money. And I was like, oh my God, that's a lot. What's going on here? And so at the time, there was a very popular... Um, commercial and ad ads that were running on uh for the uh the the, the brand uh i'm trying to think now of the restaurant carl's carl's jr okay and it was paris hilton and she was on a uh one of those uh, electronic uh bronc busters you mean a mechanical a mechanical bowl, bowl <laughs> and uh eating a a, electronic a cheeseburger and being all sexy. And so uh, this company was a realty, co- realty uh, company in Eagle. They wanted to do a parody commercial of that with me in it. Okay. Topless. Okay. So they wanted to uh, body shame you. Yeah. Body. And, and of course, at the time, nobody ever thought of that. And I'm like, listen, 500 bucks, I probably would do worse things for that at the time. You had, I yeah, think. I don't know point. about that. But uh, so I'm like, let's do it. So we went and we filmed uh, this commercial at Little Dirty Roddy's, which was a bar downtown. Uh, on their uh, on their mechanical bull. A, I'd never been on a mechanical bull before, and B, I had to eat like six thousand. Che- I mean, we didn't do this right. You know, there's certain ways you're supposed to do eating food. I ate a bunch of cheeseburger. I was sick all day and falling off. Just getting me up on the mechanical bull was a problem. Right. And and I'm like, oh god, this is a lot more work. And I'm like, maybe I I, I kind of should have negotiated for a higher price for this. That was just making the commercial, and then it comes out. We do the Super Bowl, and it's a very exciting time. We have a there's a we're doing a party uh, downtown, and there's a lot of people there, and you know it played just locally. It wasn't a national commercial by any means, but uh, it was a really interesting thing. It was really cool, and I had found the commercial a couple years ago, and I'm like, ah, I felt shame about that. I'm like. You regretted the decision? Let's keep this one. This is before YouTube, thankfully, so it's not out there anywhere. And, um, you know, if you want to see it, you're going to have to pay me 500 bucks just to see it. Whoa. I won't send you a link. I'll show it to you on a phone. Yeah, you were. Uh, you did show it to me at one point. I did see it, and it so I knew. And by the look on your face, it was very clear you were not proud of your work. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. If you need, look at it in this form, let's say that you're a drug addict, right? Sure. And and so somebody said, "Hey, we're going to do a commercial, and you're going to shoot yourself up with heroin all the whole time." And, and uh, see what that looks like. That's exactly what I'm looking at. I'm looking at me now in the past doing this as somebody who's addicted to food, who's got a, a binge eating disorder. And man, that is uh, disgusting. And that the fact that that was, you know, but at the time I didn't realize that and it was a chance to make some money. So I did it. And if you had to guess how many cheeseburgers you eat that day? Oh, probably five or six. But they were like... Were they from Carl's Jr.? Yeah, they were. Yeah, of course. Oh, so they were big old burgers, huh? And they were cold. Yeah, right. That's the other part of it, true. But I'll tell you what, I made them look delicious. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. But it'll cost you $500 to see how delicious they look. And even even a big fat guy still looked pretty damn sexy, if you ask me. (laughs) Uh, Is the company that hired you to do the uh, commercial still around? No idea. You should look and see if they're still in business. I don't even remember the name of the place. Uh, I didn't even sign. say it. It's never. not like I said no, it. No, no. It was your job to just look gross look, on a bull, I No, guess. look sexy. A sexy on a bull. I'm sorry. The Morning hell? After with Nick and Big J. What's going on in the news today? On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We teased it, we talked about it, and now it's a reality, Big J. Three years after it shut down because of serious financial problems... Movie Pass is back, baby. 
and it's back in its original form. Stacy Spikes, who's the new CEO, announced yesterday that MoviePass will allow subscribers to see movies in theaters as often as once a day for just $10 a month. That grew fast last time, and that model turned out to be financially unstable, so they suspended operations back in 2019. But Spikes, who recently bought the company out of bankruptcy, said the new version would be more financially viable. It didn't reveal the price specifics, but said there would be tiered pricing plans, and that will incorporate technology from pre-show, which is whatever the company he started up back in 2019. According to NBC News, pre-show lets subscribers earn credits by watching video ads that track eyeball movements and pause whenever a user looks away from their screen. That sounds fun. What do you yeah. think, Big J? As a former MoviePass user, will you go back to the well? No. You're done? Yeah, no, thank you. How come? Uh, just, I don't know. I'm, I mean, the wife got me MoviePass on, like, that smoking, you know, Black Friday deal where you paid, like, half of what it was worth. So, um, you know, I paid 10 bucks a month. It was less than that. It was annual. I think it was, like, $70. I must have watched, like, 90 movies. Sure. It's ridiculous. Right. But, I mean, even at $10 a month, that's a bargain, yeah, right? Man, no. No? What do you mean? Well, listen, you can't argue Because that. then I just started going to movies at a ridiculous pace for no reason other than to stick it to the man. I don't know. Gotcha. I just don't need to do it again. Okay. That's fine. I Because, I, I mean, I don't believe it's sustainable still, so I feel like you're just throwing your money away eventually. But, uh, yeah, if you want it, it's coming back. So get ready to get ready. Lots of stuff happened in the world of sports yesterday, Big J. Uh, ben Simmons finally got what he wanted, traded away from the Philadelphia 76ers, sent him to the Brooklyn Nets yesterday for James Harden. 76ers also sent Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a 2022 first-round pick and a 2027 first-round pick. They ended up getting Phil Millsap as well. That's oh, what Phil we call Millsap. a uh, blockbuster, Big J, in the world of NDAs. Uh, not only that, but the Mavericks traded Chris uh, Tapps Paringas and a second round pick to the Wizards yesterday for Spencer Dinwiddle and Davius Bartons. Washington also sent Montrezl Hazel to the Charlotte Hornets for Vernon Carey Jr. and Ice Smith. So lots of names trading around yesterday at the trade deadline. That's one of the fun things about the NBA. They don't mess around with the trade deadline. Yeah, that's some pretty big blockbuster trades right there. Lots of people do, lots of other sports do, but the NBA does not. Uh, in other news, uh, Packers quarterback. Aaron Rodgers won his fourth NFL MVP award last night at the award show. He got 39 votes out of 50. Uh, there you go. He's only got one less than Peyton Manning, who has five in his career. So congratulations to him. He did say during his speech that he has not indicated what his future plans are. He's still figuring things out. So there's no decision that's been made up in Aaron Rodgers' mind what's going to happen in the offseason. Should be a fun one, Big J. Uh, Yay. We've got a Hollywood beef, and it appears that Betty White's Golden Girls co-stars did not enjoy working with her, Big J. The show's casting director, Joel Thurm, appeared on a podcast and revealed that both B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan described their former co-star to him by dropping the C-word, Big J. Whoa. He says he couldn't believe it until he heard it with his own ears, but apparently B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan were not fans of Betty White. Of course, all four of the Golden Girls now have uh, gone on to that great Florida retirement home in the sky. And so they're not here to defend themselves or tell us if that's true or false. So now we just have hearsay at this point. But boy, do we like a good beef. But I can't believe anybody hates Betty White. So I'm going to choose to call him a liar. Is that okay? Big yes, Ray? I agree. Thank you very much. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On 100.3 The X. 
rocks. I'm not here to kink shame anybody, Big J. But there's certainly usually do. some stuff out there that I don't, don't understand. Like people wearing diapers. I do not like people wearing diapers. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand the baby stuff. Uh, chalk up bathroom stuff is another thing I don't get. And that's going to be a big topic of conversation for today's We're Going to Hell Stories. Oh. We head to Pennsylvania. But my guess is, again, I don't know much about it, but if you've got some weird bathroom fetish... The worst place to play that out would be a police station bathroom, but yet here we are. As uh, in late December, an officer with the North Versailles Police Department in suburban Pittsburgh was using the restroom when he noticed an odd item attached to the inside upper left corner of the urinal. You know, Big J. When you're going to the bathroom and you see the camera in the urinals, that's not supposed to be there? No, I I don't know that at all. You probably should. Upon inspection, he discovered a 1.5-inch camera with an attached SD card. The camera had been wrapped in a white sheath with the outer portion of the camera lens painted in white, apparently so that it would kind of blend in with the porcelain, you know, like a real undercover camera job. The camera was discovered on New Year's Eve, and so when the guy walked out of the bathroom, he's like, Hey, yo, is it just me, or is there something happening in the bathroom? So a bunch of police officers went in the bathroom, and they were like, Yeah, dude, there's a camera in this urinal. What the hell? How how many cops does it take? It's a great joke. (laughs) It It doesn't say how many went in, but apparently it was a bunch. And as the police exited the bathroom, it was then that 49-year-old John Logan, a 911 operator inside the precinct, got up and said, I have to use the restroom immediately. (laughs) He then went into the bathroom, which is a single occupancy bathroom, and he subsequently flushed the toilet and exited the bathroom after spending several minutes inside. Now, when the officers went back in, they noticed, hey, the SD card is missing. John, what did you do? When questioned about the camera, Logan admitted that he did touch and squeeze the device, as you're prone to do with cameras, Big J. But he did deny removing the memory card, and the cops were like, hey, man, we went in there, and there was a memory card attached to it, and now we're out of there, and you went in, and there's no memory card anymore. What the bleep? A search of Logan's residence turned up a mini camera identical to the one discovered in the precinct urinal. And then there were a bunch of flash drives in Logan's bedroom that contained multiple video, Big J, of North Versailles police officers in various states of undress in the precinct's bathroom. So there's that. Uh, You know, various states of undress. You know when you use the urinal and you take off your pants entirely. Yeah, what a creep. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, But uh, detectives were able to make positive identifications of at least seven victims. Each was unaware that they were secretly recorded, so this 911 operator is going to be going to jail for a while because he was recording police officers' junk. Not cool. And not smart. Yeah. I mean, everything about this is, I mean, now granted, I don't know how long the camera was there. Maybe it was a successful operation for several weeks, months, or years before he got caught, but it doesn't seem like whatever weird thing that you got going on with bathroom stuff should be something that you attempt to do at a police station. That feels like you're just begging. Or anywhere in public. That's listen, not even your own bathroom. That's, that's ca- Cameras that's, and bathrooms are not okay. Listen, that, there's a line between fetish Nick and then doing something illegal and creepy. 100%. This 100%. isn't a fetish. This is illegal and creepy. Right. But uh, one begets the other in, in this particular case. Not in every case. But, uh, you know, it is not okay to put cameras in bathrooms. Please don't do that. Uh, nobody wants to... Nobody wants to have that happen. So, uh, just in case you're curious, that is the worst place to do it. He did get caught. He is going to jail for a very long time. So, as I've said to you multiple times, 
keep those cameras out of the urinals and everything's going to be just and, fine. And like I said, if I find one, I'm going to put on a show that that whoever's on the other end is never going to forget, probably going to throw up when they see it. That's the weirdest threat I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what that means, and I don't want you to go into any more detail. Morning After with Nick and Big J. I'll there's, do it off air for you. You know, there's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Trox. <laughs> It's the Foo Fighters. It is ever long. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. It's the last big football game of the year, unless you count the kickoff of the USFL. Are you counting that, Big J? No, I'm not. Wonderful. Then we can agree that it's the big one coming up this weekend, and hopefully you have a bunch of plans, and you're going to have a good time, and you're going to enjoy yourself without getting into a physical altercation with somebody else. But... It kind of gives you an idea how much jerkiness is involved in sports sometimes. Because according to a new survey, 43% of fans that consider themselves a fan of a particular team say it's totally cool to get into a physical fight with another rival fan. And I would like to say I I don't think that's the case. I mean, I, I know I am a pretty diehard sports fan, but I've always said like, there's nothing that you can say about my favorite team that's going to make me want to punch you in the face. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Mike McCarthy did all those things. Right. You can't you. treat me any worse than Mike McCarthy did. So, uh, And he has gotten off punch-free, at least so far. So you are okay. You're allowed to talk smack. I don't care. I don't take it personally. I have zero connection to the players. I want them to do well. I cheer for them. I enjoy when they do well. But I'm not going to fight you over it. But apparently, 43% of people think that that's okay. Now, not all fans are created equal here. Apparently, fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs in hockey, the Brooklyn Nets in basketball, the Diamondbacks in baseball, and the Cardinals in football seem more likely to brawl than other fans. And as somebody that lived in Arizona for a while, I'll tell you, they're absolutely correct. Like, I I went to a lot of Cardinals games, and I counted, I mean, I would need two hands to count the amount of fights that I would see in the stands on those days I would go to the football games. It was... Nuts. And I don't know why that was the case, but we would always see like three or four fights every single game. And it's like, damn, man, what's going on and why? Yeah. Uh, I don't understand. But if you've ever been in a sports fight, I'm not sure why. I'm guessing you probably regret it and it didn't turn out great. Or even if it did turn out great, you still probably regret it. Because there's a lot of dumb things that you can fight over, but your sports team's honor is right up there as far as I can. Yeah, I don't know if like any player from one of the teams would come up and go, Oh man, thank you for having our back right. and beating the living crap out of that San Diego Charger fan. Exactly. Back when the, the Niners and the Chargers used to play all the time, there were tons of fights. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, tons anytime of- there's a regional rivalry and you get a bunch of the same fans in the same place, you're going I to see a fight. They and I stopped, think they stopped... Um, scheduling Oakland Raiders and Niners ga- games in the preseason because of the fights. Same thing with Raiders and Chargers fans. Yeah, yeah there were stabbings, remember? Yeah. In like, the stands, it's nuts. So uh, let's all do ourselves a favor and, and take it down a notch, guys. Uh, it's okay. You're not, you're not, uh, it doesn't make you any more of a fan if you jaw jack somebody because they're wearing the rival team's jersey. Just kind of makes you an a hole. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got some important stuff. Let's not forget your pop culture smackdowns on the way, too. That's all coming up here on the X, but let's take a look at the traffic thing. Important stuff. On Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, there's another shortage out there. It's hitting fast food restaurants and coffee shops pretty hard right now. We're talking about disposable cups, bro. Oh, no. Just the latest issue caused by ongoing supply chain issues blamed on plastic shortages. 
port blockages, increased demand to two for to-go meals from restaurants. Right now, it's Starbucks and West, Westel's pretzels that have reportedly been hit, hit the hardest by the cup and container shortage. Another factor playing into the shortage is lack of manufacturing workers, as the industry lost about 578,000 workers in 2020 and has only continued losing them since. Because they don't pay that great, Big G. I'll be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Report from July of 2021 revealed more than 50% of respondents say they struggle to source adequate amounts of disposable takeout packaging for their business. So it's a problem. And you may see some things get switched up because of it. So maybe they're going to run out. Like, I- I've had a couple of times where they've run out a particular size of stuff on you. And you have to go larger or go smaller if you want an actual cup for something. So that could be something that you run into down the road a little bit, maybe more. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, so or a pretzel eater at the mall, so I think I'll be okay for now. But for those of you that are, watch out. Big J, the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. Rams v. Bengals. Let's get that Big J final score prediction, shall we? Big J final prediction. Uh, I got no horse in this race, so I'm looking forward to a good game, though. We were talking about this just a few minutes ago, and I maybe don't foresee that i mean i don't want to count out joe burrow because he's got the swagger but uh the rams defense is is pretty legit and um they can cause some problems for a team i'm gonna go with the rams i'm gonna go 41 and the cincinnati bengals 34 all right 41 to 34 you like the rams to cover in the over yeah judging by what i have seen all right uh, that is Big J's prediction. I was telling Big J the reason when he says he doesn't think that. I said, I, I think we're due a, a joke of a Super Bowl. It's been a while since we've had one, and we've had uh, a bunch, like two solid weeks in a row of straight, ridiculously awesome playoff games where Best everything playoffs, was super close. Probably ever. And I feel like we're due for just something that's just a straight-up blowout. So my head says the Rams will win. I will be rooting for the Bengals, however, this weekend because uh, I like the underdog and I do like Joe Burrow and I like to see a team that has never won the Super Bowl win it. That excites me. Uh, but uh, I do believe the Rams are going to win this, and I think my gut says they win it in a laugher, although I don't want it to be. I think the Rams win by uh, probably 17 points, maybe more. We'll see what happens coming up on Sunday. Kickoff 4.30 on NBC if you'd like to watch the game. Aaron Rodgers is your NFL MVP for the second straight year and the fourth time in his career. That was announced last night. Ben Simmons got what he wanted out of Philadelphia, traded to the Nets for James Harden and a bunch of other players. Uh, went with him to the Nets from Cincinnati, excuse me, from Philadelphia. So uh, the teams are going to look drastically different in the coming weeks, that's for sure. We got a meeting happening on Saturday between baseball owners and players, but one thing that Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, has said is that there will be a universal DH starting in the upcoming season. That is non-negotiable. Wow. Everybody agreed, so no longer will you see pitchers hitting in the National League unless, of course, they send up a pitcher as a pinch hitter. You could see that in bunting situations or whatever. It's the end of an era. It right? is. I mean, that's that's a huge thing. Does that change things for you or not? You don't care. Well, I mean, I don't think I really care that much about a baseball anymore, but it certainly takes out a lot of, you know, some of the, I guess, well, at least in the past when I watched baseball, um, this the gamesmanship and, and the strategy because of you having a pitcher being up there at the plate. Yeah. Um, and definitely decisions on when to, you know, retire a pitcher for the game and whatnot. I mean, of course, that has changed dramatically in the last few years anyways. But Yeah, with interleague play and the American League having yeah. the DH and not. So, I, I mean, it, it makes sense for it to be uniform, I think, at this point, whichever way you went. And I think that the 
The fact that we like the long ball still and always have and enjoy scoring more than anything else in easy out with a pitcher on the on the actual you know batter's box is probably the smart way to go. I know there are purists that will hate it, but man, you've got to drag this game into the 21st century some way, shape, or form, kicking and screaming, yeah. and it's going to be with offense. I wonder how that's going to change also the financial makeup because you know you get to pay hitters. Yeah, big money. Yeah, well, you... so now the an entire group of teams has to you know make account for that. Absolutely. There's another. Yes, there's another hitter that you have to put in the lineup every week. Uh, who knows? So maybe their their person's on that bench already. If not, more money for baseball. That's for sure. Big J Futurama is coming back. Uh, they have announced that Hulu is going to bring it back for the fourth time. Believe it or not, this is the fourth time the sitcom is coming back. It ended up uh, getting canceled at Fox once, then coming back. It got canceled again. Then they made some movies. That stopped being made. And then Comedy Central brought it back for two seasons and then canceled it. And now Hulu is bringing it back. Hulu says everybody but John DiMaggio, who is the wonderful voice of Bender the Robot, has agreed to come back. They are uh, what appears to be, at least looking at John's Twitter feed, uh, a financial stalemate they have had. And uh, the fans want him back as Bender, of course, because he is the voice of Bender. The show has said they will happily recast if he doesn't come to a conclusion, so hopefully they figure this out. And most and fans have said, Bender. don't bother. Right. They'll boycott it if they if uh, if John's not back. And it makes sense. Listen, he is such a huge part of that show. He is the voice of Futurama. I can't imagine Bender sounding any different. So I'm with John. Pay that man his money uh, and get him into the show and make him be Bender and make Bender sound as normal as possible. That's the way to go there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your pop culture smackdown. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we got tickets, man. Yeah, Dead Sarah coming to town. Free X show. First one we've had in two years. You want to be there for this event. It's going to be fantastic. It's happening on the 21st. That's in a week and a, a day. From, no. No? no. No, no. It's a week from Monday, buddy. So It's a week from Monday. So it's a week in like two or three days. Either way, it's very soon. And we will get you tickets to this. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, big J, of course, we have a big game coming up on Sunday. So with your permission, all of the questions today will be revolved around a little particular Super Bowl game. Is that okay? Yeah. Wonderful. Then to the phones we go. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Sean, what singer had a number one Billboard chart topper with a version of the national anthem that she delivered at the Super Bowl? Was it Whitney Houston? Was it Carrie Underwood? Or was it Kelly Clarkson? Uh, Whitney Houston. Right. That is correct. Big J, which team has lost the most times in Super Bowl history? Who's lost the most? Um, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Wrong. Nope, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Uh, the uh, I thought you were going to go with the Buffalo Bills because they did go to four oh, straight. Oh, you're right, yeah. But that's not even right. The correct answer is Ooh. the Denver Broncos. Right. Who have lost five Super Bowls in their team's history. So the Denver Broncos are the... Most losses in Super Bowl history. That's it for it, Sean. You got yourself some tickets to Dead Sarah. You're going to go check them out next Monday. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're set there. Sports is my Achilles heel. It has been. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's the (laughs) X-Rock.
Headlines brought to you by T-Mazda. It is easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with T-Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Happened again, should end well, and head on a swivel. Should end well. It's nearly Valentine's Day, buddy. Hope you know that. And the Port Orange, Florida Police Department has a brilliant way of potentially helping you get back at an ex. In a Facebook post, the police encourage people to report ex-partners with outstanding warrants, dude. They wrote Valentine's Day, had they have a month-long special that starts off with a limited-edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a chauffeur, and a one-night minimum stay in luxurious accommodations and professional glamour shots that will be posted online for all to enjoy. Uh, They're having fun with the fact that, you know, they're going to arrest them if, of course, they have an outstanding warrant. So, listen, if your ex wronged you, I guess in this particular precinct, they're like, listen, we'll happily take any information you have on how to get a hold of the person that has a warrant out for their arrest, and we will happily serve it on Valentine's Day. So there's that. Please and thank you. Happened again or head on a swivel? Head on a swivel. This is why you always have to pay attention, Big J, to your surroundings. A man was attacked by a woman holding a machete in North Carolina recently. Man says he was at a red light on a particular street when the woman got out of her car next to him and then started yelling at him, saying, quote, I need you to fix this problem. Fix my car. Fix the problem. The man's like, I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. I'm not a mechanic, nor do I know what's wrong with your car. So the she, she then walked away, but then came back holding a machete, Big J, and then started chopping against his windows until one of them finally broke. Damn. The man then said she started poking the knife around inside of his vehicle through the broken window, slashed parts of his car. The woman then got back into her own car and left before police arrived. So now they're looking for anybody who has any additional information, maybe got a license plate or something, that can share with the Raleigh Police Department. But yeah, you never know, man, when somebody's going to jump out with a machete. And then say, fix my car. I mean, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Yeah, you gotta keep your head on a swivel. That's right. Get the hell out of there as quickly as possible without injuring yourself or others. Wrap it up with happened again. It's good to know that there's still some good Samaritans out there. Chris Ford is 67 years old. He lives in England. He was on the beach looking for some driftwood, you know, as we're prone to do. When he saw it, he saw a woman in trouble, Big J. So he approached it and discovered... Just a female sex doll that had been uh, discarded on the beach, buddy. Oh. Called his wife over to take pictures, and they laughed, speculating where the doll may have came from. The Ford then says he left the doll on the beach, and it was later cleared away. Not his problem, I guess. I I, I mean, I guess they don't blame him for picking it up, right? You don't want to pick up somebody's used sex doll, do you? No. That you don't know where it's been or what's going on. Or what's in it. Right. So probably a smart move. Well, it's probably, uh, you know, you, you think you're helping somebody out and ends up being a sex doll. It's probably quite the uh, the turn of events. But then, yeah, I wouldn't touch it. I'd leave it alone. Smart play. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Right now on 100.3, the X rocks. Yep, and we've got a great uh, morning after prize package here. Thanks to our friends at the Idaho Lottery. We'll hook you up with $30 prize pack uh, from them with some great uh, lottery scratchers. Plus, we'll get you a pair of floor tickets to the Shine Down show, which is happening on the 2nd of April at Extra Mile Arena. Shine Down, the Pretty Reckless, and Diamante. So uh, here you just need to play the dating game. Works like this. Big J will give you an event that happened on a particular date. He'll follow it up with three statements. You have to decide whether or not that statement happened before or after the original date that he gave you. 
Two out of three right gets you this package. Hopefully makes you a happy person. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, how are you? Good, man. What's your name? Matt. All right, Matt. You're up first. Good luck. All right. Um, this date, February 11th, 1969, Friends actress Jennifer Aniston is born. So that's the event. Everything past this will be before or after. Okay, you ready? Okay. Was Jennifer's Friends co-star David Schwimmer born before or after 1969? Let's go before. That's right. Right. Good job. Born in 1966. Just need one more, man. Good luck. Was Jennifer's Friends co-star Courtney Cox born before or after 1969? Uh, I'm going to go after. Oh, no. You should just look at her uh, plastic surgery. It would tell you the story right there. Me. Uh, unfortunately, Honest, no. Though. Yeah, she was born before. 69. She Jennifer was born Anderson. in 69. Uh, go ahead. This final one, Matt. I'm sorry. All, All right. It comes down to this. Was Jennifer's Friends co-star Matthew Perry born before or after February 11th, 1969? Um... Let's go after. There you right. go. You made it. Well done. <laughs> it was a close one, but you got it done, Matt. Congratulations. Hang on just one second, dude. We'll hook you up with that Idaho Lottery Valentine's Day prize package and those Shine Down tickets. Hopefully that'll make yours or somebody that you love's Valentine's Day very, very soon. Hang on, buddy. We'll get you all set up for that. There's your dating game. Because we didn't get a winner on Monday, Big J, we're going to carry this one over for Monday. So you'll have one more chance to win this dating oh. game prize package courtesy of the Idaho Lottery because we still have the Shinedown tickets to give away and the prize package. And we wanted to go to somebody who deserves it. Maybe on Valentine's Day itself. Uh, we're going to do some bad impressions next on the x Rock. <laughs> After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we have tickets for you to win today to the show with Dead Sarah happening in the 21st at the Knitting Factory. Opening up Silent Theory. You've got uh, Ghost Box and Crush the Monster. We'll get these tickets in your hands if you can figure out bad impressions. You want these free X show tickets? 208 287 1003. That's the number. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and boom, you got a free X show you're going to in about 10 days. Hello, the X. Oh, fine. Don't want to talk to you anyway. Hello, the X. I'm calling X. Yes, you are, sir. What's your name? Isaac. All right, Isaac, you're up first. Good luck. Uh, fictional character here, Isaac, okay? Yep. Why must I be surrounded by freaking idiots? I don't know. All right, you got two more clues. All right, you know I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Oh God! Awesome powers. Um, the other guy. All right, here's the last one. Might help you out. Okay. Yeah. I didn't spend six years in evil medical school to be called Mister. Thank you very much. Oh my God. I'm a freaking idiot. I can't think of him. <laughs> I mean, he spent six years in evil medical school. I know. Dr. Evil? There you go. There you go. Dr. Evil. We all but handed it to you. But he did call it Mr. Evil at the end. But yeah. we're going to give it Dr. Evil to uh, to Isaac. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those Dead Sarah tickets. Why is Dr. Evil in the news? And get ready to live. Uh, Mike Myers is pulling out uh, the Dr. Evil for the Super Bowl commercial for GE. 
I saw that, and uh, Rob Lowe's involved, and so it yeah. is um, number two. Yeah, they're bringing back everybody. The whole Seth crew. Green, I think, as well. He is. He is part of it as well. Yep. I have seen the, the teaser for the commercial. God help me. Uh, it's one of the you things that I, love the I cannot stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't even know how I saw it because I know I didn't click on it. It must have been like an autoplay thing and something. But I do know that it's coming up on the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a celebrity-filled Super Bowl commercial set coming up on Sunday for sure. I saw that um, Pete Davidson was coming up in a commercial. Of course, that's all he does now is commercials sure. for stuff. And uh, Jim Carrey is going to be in a commercial on Super Bowl Sunday. So... You'll have to pick out your favorites once again, Big J. That'll be your assignment. You ready to do your homework this weekend? Yes, I'm ready. Wonderful. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Bring me the horizon, dive for you is how we're wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. Big J gave you his final score prediction for the Super Bowl today, which is once again... Uh, 41 to... 30-something? I don't remember. Oh, my God. Uh, so Well, you uh, made me come up with one. It's not like I... Yeah, but I did give you a couple hours. I mean, I'm you really just guessing. Pen to paper. Well, that, guess what? That's what every prediction is. Yeah, but a lot of those predictions, some of those people actually know what they're talking about. Uh, you don't think you know what you're talking about when it comes no. to football? No, when it comes to a score. I barely know what accumulates to a score. Uh, well, listen, I can't argue with your logic. We also had a chance to give away some Dead Sarah tickets, even a um, Idaho Lottery prize package for Valentine's Day. We got one more of those coming your way on Monday and we also taught you that listen it's not okay to put cameras in bathrooms guys sorry we're just we're against that that is one of our hard lines that were drawn in the sand do not cross we're against it Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, many apologies to Billy D. Washington, uh, an award-winning stand-up comedian. Uh, we're going to have him on here this morning, and uh, time didn't work out uh, the way we'd hope. But he's going to be at uh, the lounge at the end of the universe this weekend tonight uh, at uh, 8 o'clock and tomorrow at 8 and 10. So uh, spend uh, your Valentine's Day weekend with Billy D. Very funny guy. Yeah, very special Valentine's Day shows. Always something going on at the lounge at the end of the universe. LoungeBoise.com if you want your tickets for that stuff. We will come back on Monday. We will see you then. Jason Drew is coming in here next. Have a good one. It's EX Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.